Racing driver, sailor, entrepreneur, Roberto Lacorte is a man of many talents. Whether he's behind the wheel of a race car or at the helm of a sailing boat, Roberto is constantly pushing himself and his team to the very edge of possibility. In this episode, Roberto discusses Flying Nika, his ambitious sailing project that seeks to break records and make waves. He also talks about his late start to motorsport, what the future holds for sailing, and Flying Nika's collaboration with Tag Heuer. I'm Theo van den Brucker. Welcome to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. I started sailing with uh, my father when I was uh, very, very young. I don't remember. For me, sailing is something that is part of me. The project that regards Frenica is, uh, we can say that is a vision. Is a vision to feed my, my intention to do something new. I remember the moment where I realized that, uh, that the direction was, uh, the right direction was uh, a new, completely new boat uh, to a new, innovative direction, completely different from uh, the previous experience. I remember a meeting with, uh, uh, with the, the, the design team. They proposed me an upgrade of Super Nika. Super Nika was the maxi yacht uh, that gave us uh, huge satisfaction. We won a lot of regatta around the Mediterranean. Uh, Super Nika was a 60-footer mini-maxi. And uh, I realized that after a lot of uh, uh, victory around the Mediterranean Sea, I realized that uh, we deserved more. And I asked to the design team to propose us uh, something new, bigger and uh, faster. And uh, they show us uh, a boat that is uh, an improvement, simply an improvement of uh, the concept that uh, was uh, the concept of, of Super Nika. And then they realized that uh, that was not the right direction. Uh, my intention is to try to understand, try to, to sail uh, in a different way with the, the technology that uh, uh, was coming, the America's Cup falling bot technology. And the challenge was to, to build, to design, a bot, flying bot, but not uh, able to fly in in, uh, in inshore races, but to approach the blue water races. So I forced the, the design team to give me an idea, and they agreed that uh, the the concept we can that we can uh, uh, approach that it was possible approach the idea uh, that uh, I proposed them. And this is, was the, the starting point of Flyenica, uh, a, a challenge, a new challenge for uh, the technology for a new territory of uh, the flying bot. Flyenica is the first boat ever, a flying boat, a falling boat, designed to fly uh, in uh, the blue water and uh, so desire to race uh, in long distance races. This is a good, uh, good and important uh, challenge 
because uh, we have to approach a different condition compared to America's Cup, condition made of not only flat water, but uh, with uh, important waves. And the problem for the falling boats are the condition of the, of the sea, the dimension of the waves. So our challenge was, was to create a boat uh, with, the, with the foils able to stay in different conditions compared to America's Cup. Not comfortable condition for, uh, the, the, for, the, for the boat and for the crew. And so the challenge was to manage this, to, to have the possibility to fly the typical speed of the flying boat around 30, 35, 40 knots uh, in different conditions, the condition, typical condition of the long distance races. First, we want to break uh, the records of the classic regatta in the Mediterranean, like 151 Miglia, uh, Giraglia, and uh, Monte Carlo Portocello, for example, is the last record uh, that uh, Giovanni Soldini did with the multi-hull uh, boat. Uh, maybe we can uh, break that, uh, that record. We have to do a good job because uh, Giovanni did, uh, was very, very fast between uh, Monte Carlo and Porto Cervo. He did the record with an average sp uh, speed uh, around 24 and a half knots. Uh, this this means that uh, he did a very good job with uh, a very, very quick uh, record. I remember one uh, Italian championship when um, we raced with a, a small boat. At that time, we raced with uh, my first boat, my first racing boat, Hazel. We started with the light wind. At half way, we met a very, very dangerous condition. A lot of uh, um, uh, boat. Uh, um, we came back at the harbor for a safety reason. We pushed it to the limits at the time and we, we finished the, the race meeting very, very strong situation and dangerous condition. And we gained the podium for that race. Because of that decision, we gained the podium. There are a lot of feelings that you perceive in that moment because uh, is, um, there, are, there are a lot of elements against of you. The waves, uh, temperature, and the wind manage the, the boat, uh, avoiding uh, uh, the issues that are uh, around the angle because you are pushing to the limit everything from the human side and from the technical point of view. And uh, this is uh, something that we are surrounded uh, by a intense and strong emotion. And this is part of uh, what I like, uh, searching the limits 
when I sail in that condition, when I drive, for example, in the dark in, in Le Mans at 300 kilometers in Bulsan Tree. When you feel that you are in danger zone, you perceive a feeling that you are alive. You, you feel very, very good your, uh, your, uh, your stay in that moment. And uh, yes, it's strange. It's not uh, the correct way to approach life because uh, you put you, you at, at, at risk, but uh, is, that is the moment where you are in the age, where you perceive the best sensation and the best satisfaction that you can gain in that moment, sailing and racing. Mainly, uh, I met a lot of that situation racing in uh, Daytona, in Le Mans, at Sebring, that is the, the most difficult race in the world from my, my side. To run this experience is very, very important to have from your side uh, a family, family that understand, understand you in that condition, understand the, your program and your emotion. And I'm a lucky man because uh, I'm supported my, by my wife, Luisa, and Luisa is part of all the experience that I run because she understand my lifestyle, she understands my project. She is part of my project. So this is crucial. Without my family, without, especially without my, my wife, Luisa, I think that uh, all the project that I did was impossible to run. Thank to Luisa, I can, uh, uh, I can run, I can play the games. We switched gears from Roberto's passion for sailing to his exploits on the racetrack. We asked him what motorsport means to him and whether sailing and racing have anything in common. Here's what he had to say. Uh, technicians, uh, uh, sailing team uh, and short team is a part of the success of every uh, mission. Um, in both uh, condition, in both experience, uh, in, uh, in motorsport and in uh, uh, and sailing. Because uh, motorsport uh, of endurance races uh, is very, very similar to the condition um, where you have to race. It's not only a matter to be fast as a driver, but it's a matter to have the right crew that support you during the race before and during the race. The same happens in, uh, in, uh, in sailing. In sailing, you need to have... Uh, a, a short team able to give you the best boat for that conditions and the best sailing team 
to uh, ride, uh, to steer and to manage the boat at the best. I decided to, to start my career in motorsport when I was uh, uh, 40. Uh, so I'm, uh, I started very, very late compared to the other drivers. But uh, I felt inside of me something that pushed me to start because uh, I was in a strange condition where uh, my feelings was very, very strong. Um, and um, and uh, I was uh, pushed to start and something drove me to start uh, racing and I started uh, so late and at 40 I started my career, a very, very quick career, we can say now because after five years I reached the Le Mans. There are some moments that, that you have to catch. To start in the right wave in motorsport, we have to be uh, helped by the right person, uh, persons around of you. You have to be in the right condition, the good condition in terms of economics, because uh, everyone knows that uh, motorsport is very expensive. But is, but is, uh, we can say that it is, is expensive. It's expensive if you want to run an important project, and. Uh, my intention is to start to run an important project um, as uh, to race in the Trento Frau Le Mans and uh, the major competition, major championship in the world. But I remember one moment was uh, when uh, I organized with my company uh, a day uh, in a, a karting, uh, a challenge uh, in, in karting between uh, uh, our um, colleagues in uh, my company. And I was inspired because uh, I remember that day I did uh, a, a very, very good driving. And uh, so I realized that uh, maybe that was the, the starting point. I remember. Uh, one week later, I met in Mugello, Giorgio Sernagiotto, where, we, uh, where he was racing uh, in the Ferrari Challenge. And I asked him, asked him uh, about some information to start, and he drove me to do the first steps uh, to start my career in uh, racing. I'm intrigued by, you know, you talked about the mindset that you need to have for racing and sailing in a kind of similar sense in that taking risks, you know, being on the edge. But is there any um, influence on your technique or way of sailing from driving or vice versa? No, there are two different gestures, completely different gestures. Um, someone asked me, would you prefer sailing or driving? And uh, my answer is, uh, is incomparable. As incomparable the experience, is incomparable the, 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 the um, technical gesture. 
are completely two uh, different world uh, in terms of uh, technical approach, but uh, with uh, a lot of common points uh, in terms of organization and mindset. Mm. Mindset means how to how to approach a program. It's the same. The program is made of uh, uh, project uh, peoples uh, and uh, organization that uh, are uh, that are focused for uh, a very important point that you share with all the people involved. In terms of your preparation, both mentally and physically, are there similarities in that process? And how do you prepare for both, I guess? Yes. For, uh, regarding the preparation, physical and mental preparation, we work a lot, uh, especially from uh, the um, approaching the, the motorsport races. It's very, very important to, to improve the um, um, mental attitude, uh, not only to, to have... Uh, to, to be ready to approach from the mental point of view, all the conditions that you uh, that you find that you uh, that you uh, met during during the, the race, but to control your body, the mental preparation, the mental uh, uh, activity is not uh, is work mainly for the control of your physical status. For example, um, Saturday during the 12 hour of Sebring, I did the first stint driving. Uh, one stint uh, uh, is uh, one hour driving. And uh, the condition was very, very hard because of the temperature. Hmm. And I worked with my mind to control all the movement of the but on the, on the situation that uh, I met in, in uh, driving in terms of from the physical point of view and with the, the mental activity, I controlled my status, um, physical status. And we work daily uh, with uh, mental and uh, physical uh, training to uh, approach that condition uh, in the best uh, way. And this is very useful for sailing. Mm. Uh, and because uh, as a healthman, you have to be ready uh, for the mental point of view to approach a lot of situation, different situation in short time and being multitasking in the, in the while sailing. Um, what advice would you give to any young racing drivers or prospective racing drivers or, or sailors or entrepreneurs, indeed, <laughs> trying to break into any one of those? My suggestion to young uh, drivers or sailors or entrepreneurs is to, to be focused on uh, a clear target immediately. As soon as uh, one... Uh, um, young driver or young sportsman or uh, young boy uh, as soon as uh, uh, realize uh, an idea um, uh, a target uh, um, something that uh, regards his future i uh, suggest to work on it 
been focusing and working hard since the beginning of this first uh, moment uh, when uh, a young boy realized something that will move uh, his life for the future. And this is very important to move the life through targets. This is uh, something that can change the future of uh, who wants to uh, explore something very important for his life. So to, to set yourself targets and to reach them gradually, is that is that kind of what you mean? Yes, gradually, but uh, doing step by step, studying, uh, but be in mind immediately as soon as possible um, uh, something that regards his future in order to grow through targets. This is very important. Growing through targets. Fantastic. That's a great soundbite to take away. Um, I have two more questions. What would you say is the future of sailing? And I know you're at the vanguard of that with um, what you're doing, but what what is the future as you see it? The future of sailing is something strange because I think that will be divided into kind of, uh, different kind of way to sail. Like in, like in the motorsport, for example, in motorsport we have two, the, the maximum uh, expression uh, of motorsport in terms of technology is Formula One. Formula mm. One are cars uh, made of uh, a lot of, lot of uh, uh, experience, uh, uh, different uh, cars uh, compared the normal cars with the wings. Uh, and in the same way in sailing, at the top level racing, uh, um, uh, racing moments, you will find flying boat. The flying boats uh, will represent the, the extreme part of racing uh, in, uh, in the sailing boat. Then for uh, the normal uh, cruising boat, I think that the technology, the technology of falling is very, very difficult to, to use that uh, condition because uh, it's very difficult. You need uh, a, a dedicated crew, dedicated uh, team to, to, to fly with that kind of boat. The same happens for the Formula One. You can use a Formula One car in the normal road. Mm. And uh, so I think that uh, the future will be divided like uh, is divided in uh, motorsport. What is next for Roberto Lacorte? What's what's next on your agenda? I have a, <laughs> I have a lot of dream in my mind. Um, <laughs> Flynica is, uh, is something that can uh, help you to dream something bigger, uh, like America's Cup. Uh, and we can say that uh, we, with Frenica, we are doing a first step in that direction, but uh, we need a lot of ener energy to run that project, but uh, we, you need uh, one starting point and uh, Frenica is uh, a very important starting point. Hmm. And uh, from the motorsport side, I'm just realizing a new important project to share with uh, uh, with the Dallara, 
uh, and with the IFA courts uh, that are two important uh, uh, organization and uh, Dallara is uh, maybe is the most important manufacturer of uh, uh, racing car. That uh, regards uh, a, a project focused to help young drivers to approach uh, the importance uh, series like uh, World Endurance uh, um, Championship, IMSA races, and 24 Hour Le Mans with a new category that will come in LMP2 that are the new prototype for uh, the 24 Hour Le Mans. This is an, an, uh, an important and exciting uh, project that is, uh, that is, that is uh, regards not only me, but uh, future generation. Fantastic. Roberto Lacorte, thank you so much for joining us at The Edge. It's been really inspiring listening to you um, and I wish you great luck in all your endeavours. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge. If you'd like to listen to more episodes like this one, have a listen to our interviews with racing drivers Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Simona De Silvestro, Jean-Éric Verne and André Lotterer. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us five stars. It does make a difference. Thank you so much to Roberto Lacorte for joining us. I'm your host, Theo van den Bruecke, and I'll be back next month with another episode of The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. See you soon.